Welcome to Virtual Systems Brunch Podcast. I'm Nirlani Singleton, your VAP hostess with the mostest. I am so excited to introduce you to my next guest. She is no stranger to the show. We have the fabulous Romaine Brown Palmer back on the show today. She also appears on episode four, How to Keep Up the Momentum in Your Business. You can also learn more about her and how she started her VA journey in that episode. She has an amazing story to share, you guys. Be sure to check out that episode for inspiration to stay focused and motivated in your business, especially in these uncertain times we're living in. So in this episode, Romaine is back to chat with us about number one, how virtual assistants can support coaches and consultants, and number two, how you can also support client events. We touched a little bit about how to help clients pivot and take their event virtually as well. And eventually this pandemic will be over and we will be able to see each other, host our own live and in-person event. Now is a great time to learn a new skill or perfect this skill if you are into event planning so that you can serve clients and provide a top-notch experience. If you are a virtual assistant and you're ready to support coaches and events, stay tuned for my interview with Romaine. Have you ever wanted to meet other virtual assistants? Have you ever wondered if there were any in your city? Have you ever wanted to have brunch with them? The Virtual Assistants Brunch is a virtual community of women building successful virtual assistant businesses while finding the best places to brunch in and around your city. Come sit at the table with us as we share our stories, personal experiences, and learn how other virtual assistants are creating and living a fabulous lifestyle. Okay, let's brunch. Welcome back to the show, Romaine. It's so good to have you here. How have you been? I am awesome. I've been awesome. Um, you know, I just wanted to say it publicly, like, the last really great event, the last really great thing that happened before this whole COVID-19 thing happened was your event. And I oh. made so many great connections and so many good friends there. You know, I expanded my virtual biz bestie network. Nice. <laughs> so I really, I really got to give you a shout out for that. Like that was such a great event. Yeah, so yes. Much. Yes. I think a lot of people have benefited from that event and I've been watching everybody and I see all the connections you guys are making. I'm so happy. Yeah. That was the goal. Thank you. I accomplished it. So accomplished, accomplished girl. Accomplished. Yes. So what's been going on with your business um, the past couple of months? How are you coping with COVID right now? So uh, a couple things have happened. So this was supposed to be my pivot year anyways, um, where I kind of focused on building the coaching and training side of my business and speaking, which was kind of kicked off with your event. Um, I'd had a couple other speaking engagements, but those were smaller and not necessarily so targeted towards um, my audience, which are virtual assistants who are looking to launch and level up. So in my business though, you know, I have a team of four. I was carrying a caseload of uh, 12 clients and kind of like within two weeks, <laughs> we went down to six. And so it's been challenging in that, okay, you know, that's a revenue loss, but it's also been an opportunity because I've been able to create content um, and really focus on all the things that I need to put into place 
to make my pivot happen. I'm still committed to this being my pivot year um, where I step away from doing so much of the day-to-day -day operations in my business versus, you know, focusing on helping other people to kind of gr launch, grow, and establish their virtual assistant business. So, but what's been great is I applied for it and I got the, the, the loan. We talked a little bit about that um, on a live the other day. Uh, so that worked out great, which gave mm -hmm. me a little peace and comfort around, you know, helping keep my team in place and all that good stuff. And the clients that we do have, we've been able to really step up for them and help them pivot in this time, right? They committed to staying with us. They committed to keeping us on board. And so we've committed to helping them figure out how to pivot and how to still provide their services in this time. Um, as you know, I work a lot with events. So the clients that we lost really didn't have a choice. They didn't have a choice because there's no events, mm. um, you know, so there's no live events. So, you know, one client unfortunately lost, I think something like a hundred thousand dollars worth of revenue in the course of two weeks. So, you know, before we could, before we go on, I want people to understand what does it mean to pivot? Because some people might not be familiar with that uh, term. Got it. So basically it means that you've been doing business one specific way, right? So in the case of my clients, it's providing services to these events live. They've been doing these events live and now having to figure out how can they create the same, if not a better experience for those, you know, because people are used to coming to live events. They are mm -hmm. used to that engagement. So how do you create an environment how do you create enough touch points for them to feel like they're getting enough value out of a virtual event? So pivoting from live events to virtual events, creating enough touch points, creating enough um, value. Um, you know, the content is the value, but it's hard to deliver that content when you're not having that engagement, right? So setting them up for success. So that's one thing. Um, we've do been doing a couple of course launches, getting people you know, courses and their portals up and running, which if you know anything about tech and backend, like those things love to break and drive assistants crazy. So <laughs> we've been um, doing that and, you know, getting copy ready and all that fun stuff. So pivoting is really just taking what you've normally done, figuring out how a new and innovative way to do it. And in this time, it's taking things that are live and taking them virtual. So that's been mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what the point is. Okay. So those of you who are not familiar with Romaine, she is a virtual assistant coach and she's a consultant. And today our topic, our main topic, what we're going to be focusing on is how to support coaches or support events um, and how virtual assistants can do it. So you guys have been, you know, working from home. You've probably been doing things one way and you're probably not thinking about how you can, um, expand your services. This is one way and she's going to be talking a little bit about that. And so for those who are interested, how do we, how do we do that? How do we, um, first of all, provide that support? What do we do? What, what steps do we need to take? So I'm going to start with events. So with events, um, there are multiple layers of people that you can support when you're supporting events. So with events, typically what virtual assistants do is support event logistics meaning all the checklist items that need to get accomplished between 
you know, the minute that the person comes up with the idea to the day of the event. They may or may not attend the event. It really just depends on the client's needs and the virtual assistant, whether or not they want to attend the event or not. But it's making sure that all the checklist items behind the scene happen. And so with events, it's imperative that you are someone who not only you can think beyond the immediate task, right? If you're someone who gets stuck on, no, it wasn't on the checklist, so I didn't do it, then event logistics might not be the thing for you because um, one of my main strengths in supporting clients with event logistics is figuring out the blind spots, right? Mm-hmm. Making sure that, um, you know, not only are we prepared for success, but you're prepared if something doesn't go quite right. Exactly. Um, you know, and having a backup plan, right? You know, simple things like, okay, if it rains, what's our rain contingency, right? And having a checklist that's associated with that. So even though those things don't, and maybe it doesn't end up happening, at least you're not scrambling at the last minute. What's also important if you're gonna do um, uh, support event logistics as a virtual assistant is communication. Your communication has to be so on point Um, Because you're not just communicating with the client, you have to take information from the client and then distill it and break it down to, you know, the person who's doing the graphics and making sure they have what they need. You know, the person who, you you know, your your, uh, vendors, and then there's different levels of vendors. There's internal vendors and external vendors, vendors who are going to be at the event and vendors who are just going to be supplying things for the event. And so it's making sure that you understand the different levels. Um, And that's why I do these in-depth trainings, teaching people how to manage event logistics, because, you know, it's very different. A wedding is different from a conference, is different from a mastermind, is different from a festival. Um, They may have the same like skeleton, but how they're built and the body of the event is completely different. Mm -hmm. And um, with event logistics, there's just so much room for exploration, so much room, so many different people who would need the service. So even, you know, for someone who is like, I'm struggling to find a niche, even within event logistics, there are so many people that you can support. You could be like, okay, I provide event logistics to event planners and you only work with planners. You can say, I do it for weddings. I do it for you know, brides who want to do one-on-one, want to manage their wedding themselves, but need someone to do the day-to-day because they are busy, you know, Mm -hmm. working or doing whatever else that needs to be done. Um, You can also work with, you know, cities and municipalities. And for them, they already have their plate full. And so anytime a new event comes up, they need a little bit additional help. It's getting contracted, getting registered, with the city that you're in and letting them know if they need support, you're available to them. So there's so many different ways to make money doing event logistics. And it's really fulfilling because, Mm -hmm. and low stress. This is what people think it is. Events are stressful on site, (laughs) on site, but like for event logistics and making sure everybody has what they need, as long Mm -hmm. as you're on point with making sure what everyone has what you need, you don't have to deal with any of the on-site stress. So I really do enjoy event logistics. <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you said that because um you mentioned that you had to help your clients, some of your clients pivot and go online. So how are you helping them do that? How can um virtual assistants assist clients who want to do um their events online? 
Right. So it's like some, it, in this case, it's really taking everything that they've been done. The first step is to sit down with your client and have like, kind of like a mastermind where you're sitting down and you're like, how do you envision this going? And then figuring out how you're going to capture the attention, right? Because people sitting in front of a Zoom call, their kids are distracting, like people are coming in and out. Um, and so it's, you know, setting the framework, being able to say from the beginning, hey, this is an event, you know, com you're committing this time to yourself, make sure that you have this, you know, sending them text messages to keep them engaged. Because unlike a live event, people know they have to book flights or they have to book a hotel. Like there's, there's things that they need to do to kind of solidify that they're coming. On mm -hmm. a virtual event, that's not as easy to do. And so you have to create a lot of touch points leading up to the event to have them still feel like, okay, there's something that's coming up that I'm have to go to, even if it's just going in a section of my house where my kids can't reach me or where my family can't reach me. So it's, mm -hmm. there's those kind of things. And then it's just figuring out like the, the actual logistics of it, right? So, you know, maybe you're setting up a private Facebook group or maybe you're doing it webinar style. And so you need to upgrade your Zoom to make sure that you have webinar. Maybe you're doing it live, but into a Facebook group where all these people live that they paid to join. You have to make sure that you test all of these things. And then it's not just your pre and during event, you also have to figure out your after the event logistics. Mm -hmm. What is the upsell? How quickly are you going to get people what they need? How do you keep these people engaged so that the next time you reach out to them, it's not just like, hey, where have you been? I haven't heard from you in six months. And now because your event's coming up again, I'm hearing from you again. How to continue to nurture that community. Um, those are things that your virtual assistant, uh, a virtual assistant can help with. And even during the event, is another opportunity for a virtual assistant to make um, an impact because if typically they don't go to the live event, on a virtual event, they can sit in, they can make sure that when someone says, you know, going through a script, creating a script together so that, you know, hey, if I say the link to join, somebody's dropping that link in the chat, right? Mm -hmm. And someone is private messaging the people behind the scenes who, you know, maybe the speakers need to be queued up working behind the scenes to make sure the speakers know that they need to be online, they have their mics, it's tested, all those things. So um, there's so much to be done and, and to be thought through. And so that's why, you know, I, I train on this because uh, for some people, it's kind of like we're, we're, they figure it out as they go. Um, but in this new reality that we're living in, we don't have, we don't have that timeline. You don't have that luxury anymore of trying to just figure things out as you go. Um, because you have people who are like, your audience is captive. They're like ready to go. So it's just, you, you just have to make sure that you're showing up powerfully for them. Yep. Yep. That's true. Um, right now there's a tons and tons of online events going on. I'm pretty sure a lot of people, um, are trying to find out how do I get my event online? How do I even support these events? And you have, you have the answer. You have the, um, coaching uh, the training course to do it um for someone who's who who doesn't feel like yeah, we're not having any events right now why should i join and why should i you know provide this service um like i just said number one there's a lot of events going on right now. Yep. and it's not just that like this is not gonna last you. forever this is not gonna not. last forever and it's so 
you know, for those of you who are invested in learning and continuing to grow, this is the great opportunity for you mm -hmm. to invest, take your time, absorb the information, really get to know um, how to do something powerfully versus feeling like, okay, I'm going to figure it out as it comes. Listen, when, when this is over, everybody wants to go, is going to want to go everywhere. It may not mm -hmm. be right away, but mm -hmm. 2021 event wise, it's like, you're going to feel like, you know, if everything works out for this year in 2021, you're going to feel like there's an event every weekend. Yes. And, you do know, it now. Start right now. Start learning how to do it right now. And there are clients right now who are still planning. Um, they want to plan an event. It may not be for this year. It may be for 2021. So right now is a perfect time to plan an event and support um, someone who is trying right. to plan. And most events, you need to start planning them a yeah. year in advance. Mm -hmm. but you need to start activating them at least six months in advance, right? You need to start sending out your save the dates so that people can hold that date on their calendar so that they don't accidentally, you know, double book themselves and your audience is going to something else because you didn't send out a save the date. So like six months out, you should be sending out your save the date. If it's a venue, you need to start doing room blocks and giving people access to their room blocks so that they can book their room. If it's a venue, you're going to want to engage with them eight months to a year in advance to make sure that you're getting the best pricing and also that you're not having to deal with a situation where like rooms are double booked, right? Like when you wait to closer and closer, the hotels like to do this thing where they um, book you in conference room number A, right? But then somebody else comes in and they're like, oh, we need conference room A b and c and if you don't have your situation locked in it's just like a verbal hold they'll like push you all around when you've already married and ma mapped out that room mm -hmm. so getting in getting in in getting your situation locked in making that commitment listen i know putting on an event is no joke but if you're gonna do it it only makes sense to do it correctly and mm -hmm. so your virtual assistant, your, um, you know, project manager, whoever on your team. And that's the other thing is that sometimes people have a team and then they hire an event planner because they don't feel like their team have the skill set or the know-how to activate an event. And so they hire and they're paying someone an additional $10,000, $20,000 for the engagement to do something then after the fact, they realize that they may have needed them for a part of the event, but for the majority, their team could have done it or their team ends up being the one that's executing it. So invest in getting your team trained on how to activate events, mm -hmm. especially if it's like smaller, like a mastermind or like, especially if it's like community, community existing community-based events, your team is 100% able to activate that yourself and you don't have to pay extra to have someone like myself or you know clients that I work with um, activate small events. Your team is more than capable of doing it. Mm -hmm. And if you're a virtual assistant and you're providing this service, I mean, you have all, you actually get the training from Romaine and you have all the checklists together. You have all the instructions and directions. You really don't have to go out and get somebody else that client doesn't have to go out and get somebody else because you know all everything to do. You have all the checkpoints. 
and it's an additional revenue stream for you. Yeah. So if this is something that where you're working with that client around the year doing their general admin, and now they're adding in, okay, I need you to help with that event. You can do that as a contract. So I do that all the time with my clients where like we're working together on a retainer for the whole year, but say they want me to help them with a conference. That conference can take, you know, between six months to a year. And depending on that, I'm able to bill additional retainer hours to support the event or mm -hmm. we come up with a flat fee. And, you know, I've had clients pay me upwards of $13,000 to help them manage an event. So wow. it's not, it's not like, you know, because they would pay an event coordinator $20,000. Mm -hmm. What the thing that people don't realize is that event coordinators, there's a reason why so many people um, like to do events. First of all, being the behind the scenes person, the before behind the scenes, helping to create the event and all of that, it's not easy. Um, but when it's one person, but when you're able to break down and be like, okay, this person's doing this, this person's doing this, um, and everyone knows what they're accountable to, man, sometimes you show up and you're just like, I barely have to be here. This is running so smoothly. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, honestly, I wasn't going to go there, but I'm going to go there. For, the, for my event, the conference, I could have used somebody like Romaine on my team. You guys, that's how good she is. I could have so many of the virtual assistants that were there I was like can I just can you just come help me <laughs> and I showed up with my tech yeah. bag. What, do you, what do you need oh my goodness. she saved my life so many times and I was like I don't have it oh don't worry about it I got it in my bag right now <laughs> I can't help it when I come to events I'm just like she is the logistics queen I was like oh my goodness I could probably saw me walking in with this big old bag like where's she going with her laptop mm -hmm. bag I had all my goodies in my bag. Yes. And I'm like, oh my goodness, she saved my life because she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's talking about. She's done it before. She has the experience. And now she's coaching virtual assistants to do it. I was like, man, I should have went to you. <laughs> you know, I think what it is, especially now, is I need to do a better job of talking about the things that I'm like, not an expert in. Um, when it comes to coaches, I know coaches like the back of my hand. When it comes to events, I know events like the back of my hand. And when it comes to setting up a business with a solid foundation and making sure that we're not skipping any steps from legal all the way to client experience, like the back of my hand. I don't know nothing about no funnels. I don't know nothing like, you know, those kind of things. Oh. Not that I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's another podcast. That's not my expert point, right? But when you talk mm -hmm. about events, supporting coaches, supporting for business development and supporting, um, people and setting up their business on a solid foundation that I know about. <laughs> yes. yes. And I had to find out the hard way, um, throwing my conference, even though it was a great success and everybody had a blast, there were so many things that I was missing and I needed somebody on my team to say, Hey, you know, um, can you help me with this or just advise me uh, mm -hmm. which way to go and how to do this and stuff that I didn't know. I needed somebody on my team to tell me that. Yeah. And like you said, people hire wedding planners or event planners, but they don't know. It's a completely different animal. It's a, it's a, it's a, a conference totally, versus totally a wedding. Different. A conference totally versus different. a wedding is like, and there are so many amazing nuances to weddings that if you miss, because I used to do day mm -hmm. of, I used to do weddings and I stopped. Yeah. 
because I was going if one more bride went like <laughs> crazy. Um, so I stopped doing weddings after I think my best friend's wedding. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's the last one. We're done here. And I think yeah. I did one more, but I only did like a day of. Um, I used to do that on the side. I used to do where the bride would talk to me two or three times before the event. I'd get the run of show. I'd get everything. And on the day of, I would show up and make sure everything ran smoothly, right? But then all of a sudden, people are yelling at you because your uncle got into the punch and he's acting a fool and he got in the mic. Like, I don't want that. It's not your responsibility. It's <laughs> not my responsibility. <laughs> but in that moment, yeah, they're looking for someone, right? Yeah, they need a they need a problem solver. So yeah, they're looking for someone to be a problem solver, and you were in the back solving another problem and didn't see him grab the mic. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But um, conferences and masterminds, and especially with you work when you work with coaches, it's not just about okay, this is the conference. This is also like protection protecting the people who are in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said, I work a lot primarily with coaches. And the process uh, that attendees go through is highly emotional, highly charged. And so you have to protect the room. Mm-hmm. And so if you, don't, if you don't even know about that, like, hey, you know, during the event, no one from outer staff should be coming in the room because they'll overhear something that someone is sharing in a moment of vulnerability. Um, and if you don't know to ask for that when you're setting up your event, like here's the run of show, and I'm going to text you when you can open doors and close doors, you'll have people walking in and out trying to bust while you're in the middle of a deep emotional breakdown. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. You know, you see how people will, the, the cleaning crew of the hotel, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. They want to make sure that the room stays clean and pristine. And so it's not a mess by the end of the day. But if you don't specifically say, hey, don't come in, um, unless we open the doors Mm. (laughs) so you have to you have to know all those little nuances and all those little things yes to to prepare um so that the event goes off in the way that you want it to and your Mm -hmm. your audience and your client's audience walks away feeling and having the impact that they want so that's why that initial conversation so even with those holding events i do what's called um as you know, I have the freedom think sessions. I do a freedom think session for the event where we dissect like, hey, how do you want them to feel before? How do you want them to feel on site? And how do you want them to feel after? And then we create the event around what you want them to walk away with and feel. So that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about supporting coaches. How can virtual assistants support coaches? And how do you train them to do that? Oh yeah. So I'm actually having a masterclass tomorrow and it's the only masterclass I'm having um, around this specific subject before the course goes live and it will be a live course and you'll be able to purchase it and do it on your own time. um, And you'll get their same resources that they're getting. However, supporting coaches, if you, you're going to be far fetched to find one virtual assistant who does not have a coach on their roster. Coaches make up probably 60% of the hiring population for virtual assistants. And that's because before people even knew what a virtual assistant was, a coach knew that they needed. Coaches are like the original home-based business, right? And so they have all this flexibility. They have all this, this, they have all this flexibility. They have all these needs and their one business can have no less than 14 different moving parts 
And so as a virtual assistant, you're kind of the, the glue that ends up being able to hold all these things together. Cause most coaches did not go into business to run spreadsheets and to do email campaigns and newsletters. That's not what they, but they know it's a necessary function of business. So they need someone to help. So like one coach can have, you know, one-on-one -on -one trainings, one-on-one -on -one coaching. They can have masterminds. They can have, you know, face private Facebook groups that need to be managed. They can have, um, you know, quarterly events. They can have intensives. There's so many different things that one coaching business can have within it. Um, that that's why I'm passionate about training because if a coach comes to you as a virtual assistant and you can speak to all those things, they immediately that immediately puts you on the top of because you know they're all interviewing just as normal. That immediately puts you on top on anyone that they are interviewing because you're able to speak their language. And I think that's so vitally important um, yes. that you need to be able to speak your niche's language. And so that's what I teach. I teach you how to speak to holistic, how to onboard and, and, and work with holistic coaches if that's what you wanna do. Business coaches, I teach you how to work with them. Life coaches, performance coaches, lifestyle coaches, you know, marriage coaches, singles coaches, love coaches. There's so many different coaches, speak, speaker coaches. There's so many different areas. So. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Like, how do you make yourself stand out when you're trying to, you know, provide support for a coach and just get them to notice you and hire you? Um, that's going to be my next question, but you answered that. Um, what is the rewards of supporting coaches and um, supporting events? What do you get out of that? Um, I'll take, yeah, so Supporting events, the best part of supporting events is the day after the event. The day mm, yes. after the event when everything went off without a hitch and the coach yes. is like, relax, the person is like relaxed and they're excited and they're like, they're getting the outcome that they want. That is truly like all of that leading up to the event is like, you're just slowly climbing mm -hmm. the mountain and then you hit that mountain and you're like, okay, we're going to jump on this ski and slide the rest of the way down and everything's going to be great at the end. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like events, it's really just um, helping someone get to the point where they get the outcome that they envisioned, you know, whatever they envisioned that night that they're like, I should host an event. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like that always comes to people in the middle of the night. You know what I should do? <laughs> I should host an event. Right? And it takes a lot of bravery to say, oh, I'm going to put my money on the line and hope that people sign up for an event. Oh right? my goodness. I can definitely agree because um, when you're planning that event, it's like you go, you go through all the stress of planning it. It's almost like planning a wedding, but you're doing it for a business group, for people. Yeah. That, they're there for information. They're there for a training. They're, they're, they want to get something out of it. And so now you're right. planning for an, a, a, a client and you're like, oh, you're having the jitters as well. You're, you want this to be successful for your client. And then exactly. it happens and it, you, oh my God, it's a blast. Yeah. It happens and you, you know, you did everything that you're supposed to do. It went off without a hitch. I mean, yeah. everything turned out great. That client is going to love you. Okay. Yeah. Oh and yeah. From I experience. Have it's been no, like even from when I was in corporate, it's been no less than 10 years since I've worked for someone else in corporate. And 
they still reach out to me like, hey, we're hosting this event. Wow. You know? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> because they want me to come, right? Because I used to be the person in their team who would physically go to the event. And they're like, so you want to go to San Diego? I'm just like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> but I'll handle it behind the scenes. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, your checklist still live on. <laughs> yeah, that's the best feeling after you've completed that event and it's, you know, you've done a great job and then you can, they can start referring clients to you. Um, one of the things that I've noticed after my event is how, how much knowledge, how much I had to learn, how much um, I had to like implement after the event. And like I said, I wish I had somebody like you on my team that could tell me what's the next step, like right. all the, the logistics, but then give me the checklist for the after party. and. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's just all about creating an event is about creating an experience that supports your outcome right mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. If, you know if you're just wanting to host an event so that people get information and then they leave cool you can do that but if you're looking to build a community through events because this is another thing that people don't realize your first couple events are not as profitable as you want them to be um but it's a momentum that you're building. So you mm-hmm. host the first event to establish. The second event is to grow. The third event is momentum. And your third, fourth, fifth going forward, that's what catapults you to like, if an event survives for five years, it will survive the test of time because um. you have enough community to support it. Um, that's why sometimes you hear people saying their first annual event, second annual, and then you never hear anything else is because the ball got dropped in the, how do you take care of people after the fact, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's huge. Yes. That's why it's so important to know all these steps and yes. um, you definitely have the knowledge, you have the skills, you're a great teacher, you're a great coach. I yeah. can't <laughs> say it I'm enough. Not, I'm not going to be able to get my head through the door. <laughs> How do do we get access to your coaching? Okay, so if you are looking for one-on-one coaching, so there's two ways to work with me. You can go to romainebrownpalmer.com and fill out a contact form, or you can go to info at romainebrownpalmer.com. Wait, no, I'm giving the wrong email. Sorry, it's support team. Sorry, we changed it. Support team at romainebrownpalmer.com. And that will get you in direct contact with me if you're looking for one-on-one coaching. One-on-one coaching means that you are, um, and this is ideal for someone who's either ready to invest um, in having their business set up on solid foundation, and they really just need someone to guide them for no, it's a minimum three-month engagement, right? Um, You can't build anything anything solid in less than three months with two calls a month. So that one-on-one coaching is basically, you're gonna be held accountable to what you're saying you're gonna do. You're gonna leave with action items. Um, You're going to have access to me via my Slack channel where you can ask questions on the fly. Um, You get two calls a month, two hour long calls a month where we go over your goals and we figure things out, um, any challenges that you're experiencing. And we'll set goals and mile markers. So it's a minimum of three month engagement or six month engagement, depending on what you want. The other way that you can work with me is through what I call freedom think sessions. Now, freedom think sessions are intensive. So it's like one-on-one, 
we work on it. You can split them into two sessions where you say, okay, Romaine, I specifically want to work on business development, or I specifically want to be trained on, um, I specifically want to be trained on how to support events, or I specifically want to be trained on how to um, uh, support coaches. With those Freedom Think sessions, you go to romainebrownpalmer.com backslash Freedom Think sessions, and you can book those sessions on the fly, or you can reach out to um, support team at romainebrownpalmer.com and let me know that you're interested in learning more about Freedom Think sessions. Or you can go to my Instagram, and in my Instagram, there is uh, links. You can choose how you want to work with me. You want to book me for a podcast like Norlandi did, we could do that. You want to, you know, be a part of my next masterclass. You want blog access. And if you want my freebies, you can go to romainebrownpalmer.com backslash freebies. I've made it super simple. You want to see all the links? It's romainebrownpalmer.com backslash links. Freebies, romainebrownpalmer.com backslash freebies. And, um, and if you want to find me on social, it's Romaine B. Palmer. <laughs> all right. We got it. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, if you guys are ready to start supporting coaches and start supporting events, your girl Romaine got you. I got your back, ladies. <laughs> you back. So many of you reached out to me and worked with me. And, um, you know, I've gotten such amazing testimonials and people have said so many good things. And then I get on here with Norlandi and she's telling, gassing me up to you. Because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just so it awesome. It you, really you, has been, you know, I stepped on on faith last year and said, you know, I'm going to step into the arena of coaching, even though there's other coaches, but I knew that I could bring, make a difference. And I knew I could bring something unique. And so it's having fun. That's very important to me. If you've ever followed my Instagram, you know, I'm a silly I do. person. I'm a loyal follower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a silly person, but I, I believe in having fun while, you know, we only do this thing once, but if you do it once, once is good mm -hmm. enough. <laughs> oh my God, you guys have to follow her. Um, she's hilarious. Her and her daughter is hilarious. I tell people this all the time. If I need to go to Romaine's Instagram, <laughs> just cheers me up for that day. So thank you. So that's how I discovered her i discovered you on instagram and i was i know and look at all these amazing relationships that <laughs> all developed amazing, amazing because of instagram I always, media. <laughs> yeah i used to tell people i was like there's there's one thing they don't tell you about being an adult and it's that it's so lonely sometimes because mm. it's not like before where you just like see someone at the playground like hey i choose you you want to play you're my friend right that's not how it is when you're an adult mm. so as you're you know, legacy relationships evolve and some of them drop off and you find yourself instead of having like 20 friends, you have like two friends. Mm -hmm. That's all you got. And every weekend y'all are all busy doing stuff with each other's families. And but um it's nice to be able to connect and meet and enjoy new people. And, and that's exactly why we created virtual assistants brand so I can meet amazing people like you um, in real life. Because I <laughs> that's amazing as much as we love social media and networking online it's always good to see your social media friends offline and just hang out it just makes the relationship more real and more meaningful i think i, I absolutely agree with you but the stepping stone is you know being able to you know hop in someone's dm and be like you know you're Instagram is hilarious mm -hmm. or this is so funny or this co content was so on point 
and then being able to pivot those relationships offline. Yes, offline. That's so awesome. I think as much as people talk about social media being bad, I think social media has really been great in building community and closing the gap mm-hmm. and people that mm-hmm. you probably would have never met. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then having and then having the ability to create events online now, like so many people are doing it, um, just to keep their businesses afloat and keep going. Not, you know, because you know, we, we, we may come out of this um, better if we continue to work on our businesses. We don't want to stop. And any way you can really, really pivot, find a way to do that. And, and if you yeah, I'll have somebody out and do that. Profitable if they're done. Yes. It can be very yes. profitable because you don't have the overhead. You can charge the same price for the content without the overhead of having mm-hmm. to book a hotel. Because booking a hotel mm-hmm. for three days, that's like ten. Yeah, that's a lot. Ten thousand dollars <laughs> just for the hotel, not including the BEO, not including the mm-hmm. Wi-Fi. You know, yep. a lot of people come to these events and you guys take Wi-Fi for granted. Somebody's mm. paying $25 a head for that. <laughs> like, yes, yes. You know, someone is paying for you guys to be able to have access. So when <laughs> someone says to me, why is this event $1,000? I was like, do you know yeah. mm-hmm. how many times they have to feed you? <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. So it's virtual awesome. events are it right now. And I'm uh, like, we don't have to feed you. So you can pay your five hundred dollars for the event and get the Mm -hmm. if it's a live event you have to pay a premium so that it makes sense for the person throwing the event Mm -hmm. there's so much that goes into it yes you're paying you're paying for the preparation you're paying for the food you're paying for um the tech the tech support you're paying for all that stuff when you you offline but when you're doing it online you don't have to pay as much you know you pay for your and a good and a good um mic and some lighting. Get <laughs> <laughs> you a ring light, you're good. <laughs> ring light, you're good to go. Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you. I appreciate you as well. Have a so we, you know, we got to talk about brunch. Yes. Any good yes. places this this week, this month, last week, last month. A balcony. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what's funny is so I went. I quietly went vegetarian three months ago. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. So not vegan because still love some eggs. (laughs) I went vegetarian. And so I've been getting really, um, you know, really, really into making my food and making sure I know what's going into it and all of that. So, um, you know, I make my big brunch every, Oh, I see it every, every every Saturday (laughs) and I do this, my little egg video. I love I love when you're making that what is that chocolate mocha the the mocha thing that's Oh here? yes the, the 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 Dalgona coffee. So oh my gosh. Like, yeah, so with the dog it's actually like one of those um Instagram trends, but I put my own little spin on it because I'm just like uh we're going to make that but then there's like the during the week Dalgona coffee which is coffee because you have to work and then on the weekends you put a little <laughs> Boy. <laughs> I love the foam. I just like when you have that little um the mixer thing that you use and you create the oh, foam. I'm the gadget queen. Everybody, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm the gadget <laughs> queen. Like someone yesterday I did a post about um how I cut up avocados. I have an I have a gadget for avocados. And your little <laughs> waffle maker that you bought for your your daughter. Oh my god, where did you get that? You have to tell me. <laughs> where, where did I get her? What? The waffle maker that you bought for your daughter. Oh, everybody, uh, Target. Every- Target? 
Oh Target. my god, I gotta go to Target. Her, 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 um, her, uh, her aunt did. You know, we have all our play aunties. Her play auntie got it for. Well, no, she's my best friend for twenty something. Oh my goodness. She <laughs> bought it for her, and it's a single use, um, single like a, it makes small waffles. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, they don't need oil. They don't need anything. You make the batter for your kids and empower them to make their own breakfast. I get to sleep in. First of all, my daughter is way more structured than me, right? She sets her alarm for 6.30. She comes into the room at 7. She changes her clothes. She goes, makes her breakfast. She watches TV. She sets her alarm for 9 o'clock at 9 nice. o'clock at her desk. Like, y'all think I'm structured? You, you need to come <laughs> take notes from my Well, daughter. guess who tried her to be that way? So, hello. I know, but it's just, uh, yeah, because she used to see me all the time say, I have a lot of from her mama. <laughs> yeah, she did. She did. But it's just, it's really nice to see that manifest. Yes. Being able to give her the independence because, you know, mm-hmm. the, we're raising these kids. I feel like we're raising a lot of our kids and we're handicapping them a little bit because a lot of the things that we were doing at 10, our kids, you know, we don't even like. They don't know how to do it. Not. They don't know how to use it. But I specifically <laughs> remember at 10 years old coming home from school and hurrying up to make ramen before my mom came home because she didn't want me eating that all the time. <laughs> That's exactly what I told my son. I remember at nine, I was boiling rice and making eggs, and he doesn't do that. I was like, what am I, what is, what is wrong with me? No, we, we, we are handicapping them. They don't know how to do nothing. Yes. So, you know, one of the things that's been nice about being home is being able to watch her and empower her, like, you know, figure out where her strengths are, where she needs help. And be like, okay, so she's not good at making the batter, so I'll make the batter and then give her the batter. So it's been, it's, um, you know, this has not been the easiest times, of course. There's the highs mm-hmm. and lows. But if anything that has come out of it is just the closeness with family and, and being able to really spend quality time with your kid and figure out who they are. Like I learned she likes this emo music. And I'm just like, really? you had like a type of music that you love she's like so i don't even know what emo is what it's is just like it's like it, it's it's i don't even know what to call it i have to find out what the is it like techno and it's love, a little bit yes and like play, a little edc yes yes okay okay I can, I can. And, but it's like it has like these like little like melodic like mm-hmm. feel to it it's what they use in the background of all these like gotcha videos and everything. Mm. And she's like super into it. And I had no clue. <laughs> wow. But, okay. know, time with her at home, you're able to observe those things and really see yep. and get to know your kids. So, yep. um, yep. so good. use the time, definitely use the time wisely. Absolutely. Um, and I've, I've been doing a lot of virtual brunches myself. So I finally, oh, yeah. I finally got to do a brunch with brunch Nista. Oh, that was amazing. So oh, yes, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> gotta do it. Oh, yes. Do it. I, oh, we did it already. It was amazing. Oh, oh, I thought you were gonna do another one. Okay, but then we need she to has them like every week. So I'm like, oh, she's my like brunch Nisa idol. So I'm like following her on Instagram. Like <laughs> I need I to love her. I just got turned on to her because um at Christmas because someone gave me a bunch of her stuff. Um they gave me a, a little glass and and, mm-hmm. uh, and the one that I sent you the picture of. Yes, I love that glass. Yeah. She has a, a giveaway right now. She's giving away that glass with a little, some little knickknacks in a box. She has like a little box that she's created. A mm-hmm. box. So I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to get one of those. You're like, I got to do this. Yes. Yeah. But we should have a virtual VAB 
virtual assistant brunch. Yes, yes. I hope you. <laughs> we're actually we're having um we're having our virtual um networking mixer Friday. Yes, I saw that. I got the invitation. We're gonna be doing that, and we're actually gonna be doing the live podcast as well. We're gonna be doing a a live podcast in front of a studio audience. So that is so cool. <laughs> gonna be our That's first live cool. podcast. Way to be innovative because I've never seen one of those be done. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you, girls, so much for coming back on. Have been a guest for the second time. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Anytime you need me, any subject that you're like, hey, you didn't talk about that, feel free. <laughs> yes. Thank All you right, so much. Thank you. Guys. Hey, it's Roberta Bauer. I'm in Chicago, Illinois, and I would love for you to host a VA brunch here. I'm just getting my feet wet in the virtual assistant arena, as in, I haven't even begun my business, but I am very eager to get started and very eager to meet with other virtual assistants in my area to get some of their knowledge to find out how they started, what their niches are, give me some advice, find a few mentors, eventually become a mentor myself. So anyway, Chicago, Illinois is the place to be. That's it for this episode. Share your thoughts. What is your biggest takeaway? What is the part of your life or business you are most ready to change? Share one thing you're putting into action right away. Feel free to let us know how this has helped you. My guests and I would love to hear from you. Before we go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a review or a comment on Apple Podcasts or a voice message if you're listening on the Anchor app. Share this episode with your friends and invite a virtual assistant or boss babe to listen with you. Screenshot this episode, share it with us on social media and tag Virtual Assistance Brunch in your post so we can give you a shout out for listening and taking action. Thanks again to my guests for coming to the show. And as always, stay fabulous.